I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Making decisions based on logical thinking, not based on emotion. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. For all listeners of the show, I got to make sure you understand what the next step is and what the next level is in working with me in this work on your game universe that I've built. This podcast is not the last step. This is only the first step. The next step for you is to join me in my Bulletproof Mastermind and in my third day mastermind at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Let me tell you specifically what we work on. And those are both my group and my individual masterminds. First of all, we got to work on mindset. The biggest challenge that many people have, many of you who are listening right now, that is holding you back from the success and the outcomes that you want is not your tactics, is not the strategies you're using, is not a certain app or a certain process or any of that stuff that you think is the problem. The biggest challenge is your mindset because your mindset is what keeps you from seeing what you need to see and thusly doing what you need to do. And that's why you're not being who you need to be. So the biggest thing we work on in all of my mastermind programs, whether you're working in my group mastermind, or my one-on-one is we got to work on your mindset and your mentality and your approach. Once we get that down as the foundation on top of that, then we're going to build the strategies. Strategies are what exactly do I do? How exactly do I do it? Then there's the accountability, not only the accountability for you and making sure you're getting things done, but also the accountability of the process, making sure that the process is an accurate formula that is actually getting you to the outcomes that you want so that we can measure the results and how far you're getting or how far away you are. Then there's the execution and making sure that you're doing the same things the same way every time, following the disciplines and following the processes. You can join my masterminds and start working with me directly. This is the very next step. If you're listening to this show and you're ready to go to the next level, the next step is to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can join my group, Bulletproof Mastermind, or you can sign up for a call by clicking the link that says one-on-one coaching and sign up for a call with me. And we can talk about working one-on-one in my third day mastermind. That again is at workonyourgameuniversity.com to work with me directly. That is the next step here. Mindset, strategy, accountability, execution, workonyourgameuniversity.com. My next Work On Your Game live event will be taking place May 5th and 6th, 2022. And this is going to be a virtual event, Thursday and Friday, full day events. And this is specifically for the thought leaders, personal brand builders, and entrepreneurs who want to build your brand, build your business, and you want to finally go full-time in your business to where you're at least making enough money to cover your expenses and pay your bills so that you can quit your job and do your thing, your entrepreneurial thing, 
full time. So this is specifically for those of you who are writing books, selling coaching, selling any type of training, you're selling courses, you're doing workshops, you're doing speaking gigs, live seminars, podcasting, and you want to start making a full-time income from that thing so you can stop doing all the other things and just do your thing full-time and you know the clock is ticking on you, this next Work On Your Game Live is the event for you. So I want you to go to workonyourgame.live. Notice that link, workonyourgame.live. And there you can see the details. This is going to be a two-day event we're on day one, we're going to cover mindset and strategy. As you all know, the foundation of everything I do, we got to start with the mindset and the strategy so that you know you're working off of accurate formulas that actually work. What are you doing in entrepreneurship? What business are you actually in? What are your frameworks in place? Who are you trying to sell to? Who is your target client? What exactly are you giving them? We're going to cover all of that on day one in addition to more things. And on day two is application and execution. We're going to talk about putting together your offers. When you're putting yourself out there to the world, how do you put it out in such a way that gets people actually excited about buying what you're selling? How being prolific and putting your name and your brand and your mind and your ideas out there to the world is one of the biggest things you can do to make sure you're consistently generating new leads. In other words, new people who are knowing about what you're offering and excited about getting it. How to name your price. Any of you who's having challenges with pricing and money and getting money out of people. I know exactly why you're having those challenges and we will solve them on day two of working your game live. We're going to talk about the human capital you have in place, meaning the tools and skills, the intangibles that you have in place, what you need to develop and what you need to go get from someone else. We're going to talk codifying your knowledge. How do you take the knowledge that is in your head, get it on paper, so to speak, so that you can actually transfer it and sell it to other people in a systemic way. And we're going to talk about how you're making money because money is one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs here. And that's really one of the main outcomes that we want to get here is that you're making the kind of money that you want to make. You no longer have challenges with selling your products and you're no longer holding yourself back with your own negative money mindsets. All of that's going to be covered on day two, which is application and execution. So what I want you to do right now is go to workonyourgame.live. That's workonyourgame.live, L-I-V-E. Get your ticket for this two-day virtual event. That's a Thursday and a Friday. If you can't make it either day, we will have a replay available for everyone who has a ticket. That is going to be May 5th and 6th. I'm covering two full days, mindset and strategy on day one, application and execution on day two. This is specifically for the thought leaders, the brand builders, the coaches, the speakers, the book writers, the seminar deliverers, the speakers, all of you out there who want to make a full-time living from your intellectual property. That is the knowledge that is in your head. You want to turn into products and services that people can pay you for, and you want to do it full-time, but you're not quite there yet. I'm going to help you get there. I know the formulas. I know the systems. I have the process. You join me at workonyourgame.live. I will see you in May, and let's get to getting this money. Workonyourgame.live. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you're expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those personal initiative that is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, we're going to talk about emotions here today and how emotions are great gas pedals, but they are terrible steering wheels. So you have to learn how to use emotions in the right way. We'll get into that in a moment. But before we do that, let me remind everyone that I have a daily motivation text message. Yes, a text message that I send out for free. Yes, for free to everyone who is in my text community. Yes, my text community. You can get that text for free every single day. All you have to do 
is text me at my text number, which is the following. Write this down. Just put it in your phone right now. My number is 305-384-6894. Just send me a text to that number. And every day you'll be getting that daily motivation for free straight to your phone. A message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. And as a bonus, you can respond to any daily motivation text that I send. If you have a question, a comment, or you want to ask me something about, it doesn't have to be about that text. It could be about something else. And I will either answer your question or direct you to the answer, which I may have already created, crafted, and already have available. So again, that number 305-384-6894. Now the topic here today, we are talking about emotions and I've talked about emotion on many episodes of this show. One of the most recent was episode 2123, when I talked about how to control your emotions. And this is something that is important for all of us, especially since as a listener to this show, I'm going to assume, and if this is not true, it will be true if you keep listening, that you are in the results and performance-based business that we call life, that your goal and the reason that you're listening to a show like this and tuned into a person like me is that you're focused on performance and you're focused on creating results because that's the reason that we're here. And I've talked about emotions in uh, several episodes here. I told you in episode 1781, how to emotionally detach yourself from situations yet still produce results. And I'll, we'll talk in a moment about why that matters, why that's a thing and why you would even want to do that. In episode 560, I told you that you're in the emotional management business. In episode 447, how to keep your emotions in check when the stakes are high. In episode 259, personal power is your ability, is in your ability to align your emotions with your knowledge. The reason why this matters and today's points when I get into them is going to drive all of this home is for you to understand that you don't want to go through life driven by your emotions. The challenge with being driven by emotions is that even though emotions can run very high and they can produce a high amount of energy, is that you can't always control emotions and they are unsteady. They're not as steady as some other tools that you could be using to drive your actions. And we'll get into those again as we get into this episode. So let's get into our points here. So I don't even walk on anything I'm going to say to you. So let's go right to point number one. Topic once again today is emotions are great gas pedals, but terrible steering wheels. Number one, the best decisions that you make in life. And if you look at your own life, you probably will notice this. And this may not apply to every single decision you've ever made, but if you look at the best decisions that you've made, the ones that you can look back and say, damn, I'm glad I made that decision. Usually these are decisions that you have made after serious, conscious thought, time invested, and consideration of the permutations of your actions. In other words, you just thought about, if I do this, what's going to happen? If I do this, what am I not paying attention to? What am I not noticing? What am I not thinking about right now? Maybe if I do this thing, I may get this result, but I'm only thinking of my first order consequences. I'm not thinking of the second and third order consequences. In other words, if I do this thing right now, it feels good today, but what is the payment that I'm going to have to make for this good feeling today? What's the payment I have to make tomorrow and the week after and the week after and the week after? Those are what we call second, third, and fourth order consequences. In other words, what is the result of the result of anything that you do? So to give you an example, I remember one night, this is probably back 2006, 2007-ish, I was at a friend's house and they had some, like some cake that I ate that night. It was probably like 10, 9, 10 o'clock at night. I ate a slice of cake as a dessert for dinner. And the cake tasted great. I felt great eating that cake right there at nine, 10 o'clock at night. The thing was, the very next morning, I woke up first thing in the morning. I went to the gym to you know, work on my game. This is back in the basketball days. And I'm in the gym five in the morning. 
And when I started my workout, my stomach was bothering me because of that cake that I'd eaten the previous night. So the first order consequence was I felt great from eating the cake. But the second order consequence was my body was not prepared to help me work on my basketball game in a gym after eating cake the previous night. So that's the second order consequence. And then there's a third, fourth and fifth order consequence, which might be gaining more weight because you're eating cake, not being in the best shape. Maybe you're not as mentally sharp the day the next day because your fuel instead of being you know, vegetables and water and wholesome foods, you're eating cake and table sugar. So this is the kind of things. And I'm relating all this to making decisions based on emotion, because when you make decisions based on emotion, you probably will satisfy yourself in the moment with the decision that you make because you're satisfying your emotion and your emotion is driving you in that moment. But are you thinking about, okay, what's the next result of this action? If I take it right now, being driven by emotion, what will happen after this? What happens after that? And what happens after that? My point being here was still on point number one, is that when you make your smartest decisions, your wisest decisions, the ones that you are most satisfied with in the long run, usually they are ones that you thought about what are these second and third order consequences, which usually means by deductive reasoning, they're usually not decisions that are driven by emotion because emotion doesn't allow you to think about second and third order consequences. Emotions want to be satisfied in the moment. Emotions are based on instant gratification. What can I do right now to satisfy myself? Whereas another form of thinking, which we're going to get into in a minute, usually thinks about the long-term ramifications of your actions. And the wisest, most successful people in the long run are people who always think about the long-term ramifications of their actions, whereas less successful people are able to satisfy themselves in the short term, being driven by emotion, but they do not reach the kind of results that they usually want in the long term simply because they don't think about them. And usually in life, folks, you do not achieve the outcomes you want in the long term without strategically and intentionally planning for them. You do not randomly become successful in the long term in life. You must be thinking about it. There must be some intention behind it. In other words, all of this being said, the most successful people and the best decisions that you have made, the most successful decisions you have made in life were made dispassionately. In other words, you were emotionally detached from the process, the thought process that allows you to make that decision. The energy of emotion, folks, can run very hot. And it can also run very cold, depending on the circumstance and the situation. And all of us have felt both of these energies at different times. The thing is, I'm not telling you that you need to avoid this because you're human. It's impossible. What I am telling you is that you don't want to make your decisions based on that energy simply because those feelings come and go so quickly. And because they reach such extremes, you don't want to base your decision on things that are so volatile, such as emotions. Successful people are usually, at least in their decision-making process, not saying they don't have emotion, but in their decision-making process, they are steady in their energies, their performance, and their thought processes. This requires them to be governed by, and here's the alternative to making decisions based on emotion, logic. Making decisions based on logical thinking, not based on emotion. This is a discipline, folks. And when I say it's a discipline, what that means is that this is not a talent. This is not a God-given, innate, natural ability. This is something that anybody who can hear my voice right now, you have the option of developing this ability. Anyone can do this. There's a discipline that is not so easy to master, I'll be honest, but it is not always so easy to control. In other words, the ability to think about something logically, even when you're in an emotional state. When you're in an emotional state, it's very hard to not make decisions based on emotion because you're in an emotional state. I mean, everybody here knows what it feels like to be angry, sad, happy, excited, you know, whatever, frustrated, whatever emotions we go, whatever words you want to put on those emotions. There are 
a lot of emotions that human beings can feel. It's hard to make decisions that are not emotional when you're feeling emotional. And this is what separates the successful people in life from the unsuccessful is that they're able to channel and control their emotions. Not that they don't feel them, that they can channel and control them. So I want you to keep that in mind as we move on to point number two. Today's topic, again, is emotions are great gas pedals, but terrible steering wheel. Let's get a definition of what an emotion is. Definition of emotion is a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. That's in the definition. You don't want to make decisions based on an in-the-moment mood or by the current circumstances at hand. Why? Because these things change so frequently. Because the variance of them is so wide, you don't make decisions based on this because they could always be different. Now, you're going to have to change your decision from moment to moment, from day to day, from mood to mood. How many different moods did you go through over the course of a day? Probably a lot. If you really consciously thought about it, you don't make your decisions based on that. I told you in episode 2013, you want to do the same things the same way every time. Why is this? Because it leads to consistency and consistent inputs and consistent states leads to consistent results and consistent results lead to the long-term outcomes that you want. If you're making your decisions based on how you feel every moment in every different mood, in every different circumstance, is that going to lead to consistency? Again, think about the different energies you go through over the course of a day. If you answer the question honestly, of course, the answer is absolutely not. Of course, you're not going to be consistent because your moods are always changing. So you all understand how this works? You don't want to make your decisions based on that. If you're in traffic, for example, driving, somebody's listening to the show right now, you're driving in a vehicle right now. If you're in traffic and the driver in front of you cuts you off, you might be a little bit annoyed by that. You might even be angered by that. But you probably don't want to make a long-term decision or take an action that has a long-term ramification based on the temporary energy that you're feeling in that moment. You understand? Just today, before I started recording this, I was driving and some guy you know, when you're going through a green light and there's opposing track, there's cars going the opposite direction of you. They're going, they're on your left side, you're on the right side and they need to make a left-hand turn and they can see you coming and you got to kind of gauge. And sometimes we have to do this too when we're driving. You got to gauge, can I make this left-hand turn and get through the intersection before this car that's coming the other way gets through? And sometimes you try to sneak in front of them and speed through. Well, this car did that. They tried to sneak in front of me and speed through, but I had to slow down to avoid hitting this individual who was trying to drive and make this left-hand turn. I was mildly, just very, very mildly annoyed by this person. I didn't beat my horn. I didn't do anything. I didn't chase this car down and try to fight him or anything like that. Why? Because it was a very temporary situation. All it took was two seconds of me slowing down. Now I can continue on my way. They can continue on their way. No harm, no foul. Now, what if I made a decision that led to an action that had long-term ramifications based on that temporary situation? That would be a bad decision by me. And this sounds like a, it's a very simple example, but how often, if you think about it in your own life or the lives of others that you know or know of, have they made decisions that have long-term ramifications based on temporary circumstances? I want you to understand it is fine to feel an emotion, any emotion, feel it, whether that's annoyance, frustration, anger happiness, disappointment, whatever other, again, whatever other emotion there are, there are thousands of emotions that people can feel. There are, there's like lists of words that you can use to describe the different emotions that human beings go through on a day-to-day basis. But you don't want that emotion controlling the steering wheel of your life. And actually the example that I just gave you is a perfect metaphor for that because I was literally driving a car. I didn't want to turn my steering wheel to go chase that guy down, even though he did something that was 
technically wrong, technically incorrect, and could have led to an accident had I not been driving, had I not been you no know, paying attention the way that I was paying attention. It was a dumb thing for that individual to do, but you got to be able to let those things go in life. And again, this is a simple example, but I want you to think of other areas of life where it might not be so easy to let things go, where you might be a little bit more or you might be triggered, period, or you may even be driven to respond or react to that situation. You don't want emotions controlling the steering wheel of your life, of your decision making vehicle. Logic will probably tell you in a situation like the one I described or others that you've been through to just relax and let that thing go. All right. Five seconds from now, that situation will no longer be a situation or five minutes or five weeks from now. That situation will no longer be such an issue for you. But people often sabotage their opportunities for success in life by making decisions based on emotions that satisfy them in the moment. But the problem with satisfying yourself in the moment also known as instant gratification, is that later on you have to pay the bill when that invoice comes due. All right, you satisfied yourself in a moment with the thing that you did right now, but three weeks from now, now you got to pay the invoice for that decision that you made three weeks ago. You understand? So I'll give you another example. There's a guy that I used to know. I haven't seen this guy in a few years, but this guy I used to know, he, me and him lived in the same building at one point. And he's around my age, maybe a little bit younger than me, but he had a, a lady that he was dating. He and his lady were living together in the same building that I was living in. And I knew for a fact that this gentleman, he had a child previously before he had got with this girl that he was with, for, with a different woman. The woman had a child with a guy that she had been with before she had been with him. So they each had a child from a previous relationship. So this guy and this girl are together. And I had had some conversations with this guy. So I knew where his mind was as far as no relationships and where he wanted to go moving forward. I knew he didn't want any more children. So one day I see this guy in the elevator of the building and I'm like, he's like, what's up, Dre? I'm like, what's up? What's up, too? He says, well, my girl is pregnant. And I said, oh, usually if somebody is pregnant, you say, well, congratulations, right? That's something that they should be happy with if they're pregnant. I mean, people don't get pregnant randomly other than you no know, marrying the immaculate conception. I don't think anybody else has ever, ever gotten pregnant and not done something to cause that situation. So I said to him, well, congratulations. And he said, yeah. <laughs> and he said it in such a way that I could read his body language and you know the look on his face and some words that he said after that, that he wasn't too happy about his girlfriend becoming pregnant, this girl that he was with. And the first thing that I'm thinking to myself, and I still think about it now, and I'm picturing that situation because I remember when this happened, is Mofo, why did you take an action that led to this outcome if you didn't want it? I mean, again, it's not like somebody can get pregnant by accident. All right. Why were you doing something i.e. having unprotected sex with someone whom you didn't want to get pregnant. I mean, you took this action. Now I'm assuming in the moment that he did this, there was some instant gratification that he got from it, if you understand what I'm saying. But now that's a long-term invoice that he has to pay as a result of that action. Right? 18 years, as Kanye West said in the song. Let's move on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is emotions are great gas pedals, but they're terrible steering wheels. Point number three. It's a good definition of logic. So we understand what I'm talking about here. I want us all on the same page. If you are a newer around here, you'll understand I use definitions when I'm talking about certain phrases and terms that sometimes people like to twist up the definitions of just to uh, maybe to be expedient and make their point. But I'm pulling these straight out of the dictionary so everybody knows where I'm coming from. Definition of logic is reasoning conducted or assessed according to strict principles of validity. It's a great definition. In episode 2113, and also episode 2154, 
I talked about accurate thinking and operating by accurate formulas, respectively. So make sure you check both of those episodes. They are linked down below in the show notes. And by the way, if any of you is ever looking for a previous episode of the show that I have referred to, you can find it at workonyourgamepodcast.com. That's all spelled out. Just in case whatever app you're listening to the show on does not load every episode in the history of the show. The last I checked, both Spotify and Apple did not do that because we have so many episodes. They don't load all of them. I think they load maybe the last 500 to 700 ish episodes. So anything you can't find in the apps, just go to work on your game podcast.com and you can listen to any episode right there on that page. The one limitation that I do know of is that the players that we have on work on your game podcast.com, you can't control the speed. So you're just going to have to slow down a little bit and listen to my words a little bit more slowly. But I never heard anybody died from having to listen to an episode on 1x speed. So that's the challenge for you. or You'll get over it now until or unless we get a fix for that. For now, that's the situation. So now I'm going to offer a disclaimer here. We're still on point number three. I'm talking about logic. Just because you are using logic, folks, or at least you think you are using logic. Most people think they are making logical decisions and often they are not. It does not necessarily mean you will produce accurate results. Just because you are being logical does not mean your actions will produce the results that you want. But when you are using logic, or at least you are trying to, you give yourself much better odds of doing so when you are deferring to logic rather than deferring to emotions. You have a better chance of getting the outcome you want thinking logically than thinking emotionally. Key phrase in this definition of logic is, quote, strict principles of validity. What that means is that you are going off of formulas. In other words, you have a process that you know produces a certain result, not just going off of random thoughts of or of how you are feeling in the moment was the way that many people make decisions. Many people just decide things based on how they feel, what they think, what their opinion is. Or your formulas don't give a damn about your opinion. Facts do not care about your feelings. Uh, we have an episode coming up on that exact point. So stay tuned. And this is the reason why many people's decision making is extremely flawed and why it leads to outcomes that they don't want, even though they said they went through a decision-making process because their decision-making is just based on how they feel and their random opinions. Again, the outcomes that you want do not care about your opinion. They care about the formulas that actually produce the outcomes. So here's a simple litmus test for everybody to use. If you believe you are making decisions based on logic, yet you are still not getting the results you want, that is telling you something. What is it telling you? That is telling you that your logic is inaccurate in some way. Let me say that one more time. I want to make sure this gets through to people with hard skulls. If you believe you are making decisions based on logic, yet you are still not getting the results you want, that is giving you a loud and clear sign that your logic is not accurate. And that's okay if your logic is inaccurate, folks. You know what we call that? When you realize that your logic is inaccurate, we have a word for it. Anybody know what that word is? Uh, we call it learning. Uh, we call it education. Uh, we, call it get it, we call it working on yourself. When you realize that your logic is not getting the results you want and thus you need to change, uh, we call that personal development. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You do not have to live your whole life by the dogma of the opinions and beliefs that you've had for the last 10 years, especially when you know that they're not working, which means you need to get yourself different information from a source which maybe knows more or knows better than you do. And it's okay to admit that there are sources that know more or better than you. Again, Nobody knows everything. And this is a pretty simple formula. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to follow it. My question is, are you humble enough to admit this? Are you willing to humble yourself and admit that maybe your logic just isn't as accurate as you thought it was? And I'm going to leave the question right there for you to think about. Let's recap today's class, which is emotions are great gas pedals, but terrible steering wheels. Point number one, 
The best decisions are usually made off after conscious thought, time, and consideration of the permutations of our actions. In other words, making decisions dispassionately that are not emotion-based decisions. Emotion-based decisions usually are not good long-term outcomes. They don't produce the long-term outcomes you want. In the short term, they will satisfy you 100%. In the long term, probably not. Point number two, an emotion is a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from your circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. You don't want to make your decisions based on these because those things are always changing. Are you making decisions on something that is always changing? You get a lot of variability. Consistency and discipline are based in a low level of variability, almost a void of variability because you're doing the same things the same way every time. Logic tells you to let certain things go. Emotion tells you that you need to react to every single thing. Which one are you? Point number three, logic is defined as reasoning conducted or assessed according to strict principles of validity. In other words, accurate formulas, like we talked about in episode 2154. Just because you are using logic, however, or at least you think you are, does not mean you will produce accurate results. But when you find yourself not getting accurate results based on your logic, all that means is that your logic is flawed. You need to get better and different logic from a different source. That's okay. We call that learning. That's why people have podcasts and books and courses and coaching so that you can learn things that you did not otherwise know. All right, so there's nothing wrong with admitting that your logic is inaccurate. Okay. All you have to do is go find better and more accurate logic that produces the result that you want. If you don't know what result you want, then you won't know what logic to go look for. So let's back up and first of all, figure out what logic it is that you are after. And you have to be humble enough to admit that maybe you don't have the formula that's going to work. And again, that is 100% okay to admit this. Everybody needs to do it at some point. This is why people are always learning. All that said, three things I want you to do now. Number one, send me a text. You can get my daily motivation every day for free. My number is 305-384-6894. Number two, I want you to claim your free first issue of my Bulletproof Bulletin monthly magazine that I'm sending out that's going to help you with your strategy, accountability, and execution in written format. I'm sending you a free copy. I will send your first issue free, and every month I will send you a new one straight to your physical mailbox. It's not digital, straight to your physical mailbox. And number three, you are ready to go to the next level and really start working on your game and working directly with me, then the only place to do that is inside of my university, my Bulletproof Mastermind, or working with me one-on-one. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com so you can see what we're doing in the Mastermind. You can be on our next live training call, and that'll be, again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.